0: Welcome to Creative Conversations with Costume Designers. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. (laughs) Well, us costume designers have a lot to say about what it looks like to tell stories with clothing. I'm your host, Mandy Line. I've been a costume designer for the last 22 years. During COVID-19 lockdown, I felt lost, not being able to make words on a page come to life through costume design. I decided to reach out to my peers, come to find that they felt the same way. I decided to seize the moment and start this podcast. We don't need a lockdown to want to be inspired, motivated, and entertained. So each week, tune in to hear amazing, (laughs) unexpected stories of what it looks like to be a costume designer to them. No one's story is the same. Trust me. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Each episode is brought to you by the Western Costume Company, your one-stop shop for all your costume needs. As a costume designer, we hope to work with dope makeup artists like this. My next guest, Daniela Davey, just won, congratulations, Best Makeup for Contemporary Series for Euphoria. Now, if anybody knows Euphoria, they know it's synonymous with dope makeup. So come join me. Find out all about her beginning, what's next, some of the things she's worked on. I mean, come on. She's worked on Oscar-winning features such as Moonlight, and if Bill Streets could talk, this interview was epic. Okay, here we go. Come join me.
1: Hi. Okay, I
0: did this for you. Okay, here we go. So, I did one angle that way. Yeah. One angle that way. Oh, and let's see, I did that. And then I kind of did the um, uh, Alabama
1: Whirly, right? Yeah. Like the shape. It matches your hair. How cute.
0: (laughs) I have to tell you something before how excited I am that you're here. Here's the problem with your genius makeup. We have to talk about what happens when you get wrinkles. That's a whole nother world. (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling that world.
1: Hey, if I can do it at 45, we got some time, right? You got a little bit of time. You're fine. Absolutely. And I I think, like, the best way to to age is to, like, just embrace it and, like, still wear cool makeup. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I was doing it and I was like, Pat Field would do this. Betsy Johnson
0: would do this. Right? Oh.
1: Oh, yeah. Perfect. Um, Oh, if you have, like, older eyelids, like, you should just wear matte colors and, like, not wear shimmer. No.
0: No, it's like don't wear heels when you're you know, I'm like, no. Same rules with wardrobe, right? Throw that out the window. Be yourself. Yeah, I'm yeah, um, I'm so excited to do that. <laughs> I love your background. First of all, thank you so for good. being here. This I'm, is I'm so excited. First of all, I wanted to just tell everybody, you are my first since April 4th. Anyone but a costume designer has not laid foot on the show. I watched Euphoria, and I was just like, oh, my God, because you cannot think of Euphoria without thinking of the makeup and costume. So I am so grateful to have you here. Now, where are you coming from? Where's that beautiful background?
1: I'm in Montana. Um, I've been here for like a month, and my best friend lives here.
0: Oh, that's perfect.
1: Um, yeah, we came out. I me. and My husband came out to visit. We took our trailer on the road, got out of LA, And now we're in Montana.
0: OK, I need a. first of all, I saw a picture of her husband. Hello, you guys are so cute. Now I need a picture of your trailer next. We're gonna, I want the whole picture. Yeah. <laughs> so here's one of my questions because I met you through the extraordinary, fabulous Caroline Esselin. Now, when the p- pandemic hit, were you on the Underground Railroad or were you already into the second season of Euphoria?
1: We were on the Underground Railroad. So I, ha- I-, I actually left four days early. Gotcha. I had to not finish the show, which I never do. And I was like so stressed about that. But anyway, I had to hop on a plane and came back to LA and was loading the trailer. And then the producer called me and was like, unload the trailer.
0: Seriously.
1: Um, and then <sighs> the dog was just pulled. So, I was about to go from a nine month show straight launching into uh, like another. I mean, Euphoria season one took like eight months. So, it that's what be- I was going
0: to ask you. I thought I was,
1: my mind was like not in Euphoria 2 yet. Like, I was coming from a slavery era TV show. So, what? I was like in my bones. I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, oh my God.
0: You just have to put your. Because the Underground Railroad, directed by Barry Jenkins. Academy yeah. award winning director so you're in that mode and you just have to turn it on that's new and what you
1: that do. mode. like that is like a high stakes period piece cuz you know like on euphoria it's modern so like it's something it doesn't look quite how it needs to like it, no one will ever notice but like on a period you know it's just such high pressure it was wow
0: really- well first of all congratulations that film is going to be huge. You put yourself on the map for Euphoria, but this is at a this is at a whole nother level. So, congratulations on that 9 Thanks. month like craziness. <laughs> um so I was speaking to Justine Seymour who is Emmy nominated costume designer last week and I thought this was a really cool question if you can take me back to the phone call, the text or the email of you someone letting you know, Hey, by the way, you just got nominated for an Emmy. Can you remember that moment? Of course you can.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, it was just a couple of weeks ago. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I was in the middle of Nevada in, in my trailer with my husband. And I just saw, I didn't get a phone call. I just saw the <laughs> article online. Yeah. Some a makeup artist friend sent it to me and was like, yay. And I was like,
0: Whoa. How did it feel? Is it just like, it's it's nothing that you could ever expect, and you're not that, it's not like you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. But I think the show, the quality, the message, the reality of it all, and your heightened looks, it was uh, just, you know, a, a great combination. And when all of these awards came out, it was like, did you feel like, oh, yeah, you know what? Me and my team just kicked ass. Like, what a great feeling.
1: of pride with with you know for my team and the makeup and I'm like oh yeah this does this feels amazing this does feel like you know a wonderful payoff but to be honest like the the best part of all of this so far and like the euphoria makeup craze like people writing to me and saying (sighs) how they feel represented and heard and I think like that's why euphoria is such a cool show because yes because seen young people and even the cast talk about working on Euphoria and they all seem to agree that like if they just feel represented, like it's an important and accurate portrayal of this, you know, young generation.
0: Now that's Sam Levinson, because when I was watching it, I'm definitely, you know, double these kids age. But one of the things that I was thinking was everyone nailed it. Like it uh-huh. was... The, the grit, the darkness, the reality, the jadedness, like, oh, a nude picture is nothing these days. People will get over it. Like, that was one of the lines that when she was saying, everyone shoots a nude, they see it, whatever, they get over it. And I just yeah. thought the combination of hiring, the perfect storm of all you guys, but is he just awesome to work with? That He just kind of has his freedom within yeah. him? Yeah. He's-
1: Work with the show is is definitely autobiographical. A lot of the drug use mm-hmm. he is Zendaya's character, more or less, right? It's not of um, Zendaya's character is Rue is really based on on Sam Levinson and his um, experience with drug abuse growing up and in high school and stuff. And but Sam just has this kind of like obsession with this like Gen Z sort of way of life, and I think he really loves the like rebellious bold, brave nature in which Gen Jeez. Z is themselves through clothing and makeup and hair. And Sam is like that as a filmmaker. Like he's completely unapologetic and he never feels he needs to like explain something. He's really trusting the audience to like, you know, they'll, they'll get it and they'll love it or they won't get it and they'll think it's not believable. But he doesn't. He doesn't lead anything.
0: with fear. He doesn't lead with overthinking. And that was so refreshing because even looking at the wardrobe, the makeup. And I wanted to, it did not take me out. And we're going to talk about that later. And that's in a testament to you and Heidi Bivens and the hair department and Sam. I didn't feel, even on Pretty Little Liars back in the day, heaven forbid, I put like a feathered earring in you a character's ear. And the network was like, I don't think we should. I don't think we should. And I had a showrunner that said, do it. And within (laughs) the two weeks after it aired, People magazine, feathered earring, so that trusting, doesn't that just feel so good to work with?
1: It does. And and I really like give it to Sam for, for like, kind of laying out the the guidelines for me to come in and work because he was always like, you know, encouraging me to get out of my comfort zone. He's like, you can do more, go more. I want it more glitter, more gems. Like I want people to pause the show and like, be like, what is that around Maddie's eyes? So Green, he, yep was his vision. You know, I feel like I was like the messenger to help deliver the vision like more into the mainstream. Um, because, you know, I think this type of makeup before makeup has existed way before me. You know, I love that just-
0: you said that. I read an article that you said that. And, you know, you would assume people, oh, it all comes from the makeup artist. And you gave credit to like street generation um, and that's where, like, so much inspiration, I find, is, like, street culture, Amsterdam, but, you know, all over these youth. These youth don't give a fuck. They just do it, man.
1: <gasps> they're, they're so fearless and inspiring.
0: It really gets um, so, inspiring.
1: Yeah, and every every look really was, had, like, Gen Z influence in it, so it's been kind of remarkable to see the looks back on like faces of Gen Z kids on Instagram who are like, Oh, I was inspired. by you." Yeah. Like, well, guess what? I was inspired by you guys. By
0: you. No, I, I, it's, we had a gay character on my show. That was 10 years ago. And it wasn't like, it was Shane Mitchell, you know, who's like extraordinary talent herself, but just having a girl in high school dress a little edgy dress, a little masculine. It was like, Oh my God, you helped me come out. I told my dad I was gay and I was like, and those are the messages I know you get that actually those, that matters.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. And think about like where we see everything growing up. Like we see it in movies and on TV shows. My mm-hmm. entire, mm-hmm. you know, learned how to like, I don't know, be a person by watching. Me too.
0: I, me too. Have you ever seen that movie Nurse Betty with um, uh, Ray- Renee Zellweger? No. OK, you have to watch it because I always tell my friends that that's me. Her whole life, like she functions in life, just like how TV is, she, you know. That's how I think everyone gets cues, and and they feel they feel heard when you see it on TV. Yeah, yeah. And I, let me tell you, for, we're gonna get into your foray, guys. Don't worry. But I do, <laughs> I do want to touch on her credits because you are so much more than just this modern amazing show. Don't get mad, everybody. Um. So obviously, I'm going to go through crazy. We've got Euphoria. Then we have Oscar winning for Best Picture Moonlight with my boyfriend, Mahershal- Mahershala Ali. We'll talk about that later. Because you worked with him twice. I think we need to have a discussion, because that's my boyfriend. That's all. <laughs> um, and then you've got another Oscar award winning, If Beale Street Could Talk. And there was a film that I had looked up for some research uh, called Kicks.
1: Yeah, that was my first ever feature film I ever did and I met the producer um who would go on to do Moonlight. I met on that film that is like your first film, right? Like I'm just getting in industry so you never know who you're working with or who you're working
0: for. So I was wondering if that connection came from Kicks and there's a quote that they have called you a makeup artist that allows and and, and heightens a character to glow. And that was from a quote from Hmm. a crew member of Kix. And I believe, okay, I'm going to try this feature on here. Let me see if I can do this. Okay, because I I repositioned all. Okay, look at this. I mean, you made these characters from Moonlight truly glisten and glow. And it took the movie because it was such a a, a, a deep story, but you didn't want to take them out with the glitz and the glam, but just the natural makeup that you did, that is not easy.
1: I mean, it's easier than, like, the most intricate Euphoria makeup. Right, streaming. right. But, um no, there's this, like, sort of paranoia and anxiety that comes with these films, like, like Moonlight, where the makeup is really naturalistic, so it's mm-hmm. always, like, look real is Barry going to like it is like, am I convincing anyone with with it or can we see that it's too much? Is it going to be distracting? So there's this definite anxiety with, with doing that really natural makeup because the makeup has to be 100% invisible.
0: Um, That's true. That's true. And it's, it's when a costume designer gets a character that is so real that everybody knows you don't mm. want to, you just do a little bit too much, even with makeup and it. Right, and yeah. and I think you're very. A lot of the articles I read, one of your, you know, biggest concerns when even going into a film or a TV show is, how am I going to keep the viewer focused on the message and the story? Yeah, I'm- totally.
1: I, I, that's what I consider my job. Like that is my one hundred percent top priority. Is like it's not just doing cool makeup because I am a makeup artist and I want to do cool makeup. Like exactly. I have. Like the story too much, the director, too much, and like you know, it's I have to like sneak in a, a, and blend in with mm-hmm. the costume. And I think like the the cool thing that was that my team and I achieved on Euphoria was that like the makeup was bold and it was loud, but it did seamlessly sort of blend in and became part of it. And I I was worried a bit that it would function louder than the narrative. But it didn't. And I think that's because of the way Sam directed it. The, the music and the lighting uh-huh. was so heightened and like, frankly, euphoric feeling that yeah. it, or, and like the music, I Even the
0: introduction like, to each episode, I felt, I felt like I was high. Like, you uh, really are. You go into these episodes feeling like, am I fucked up? Like, what am I doing? Because it's almost like you said, the whole lighting, the way they're shooting, the parties, the carnival, it's this like, it and, and takes you out.
1: Do you say anything could happen? Yeah, like this, like an anything can happen kind of feeling. Like there's no, um, I don't know, there's no limits to like and there's,
0: and there's no safety net on the show. It's almost like. It's almost like there's no safety net on the show. It's like anything could happen in door number one. Is she going to yeah. do a drug? Is she going to stay sober? Are they going to have set? Like, you don't even know what's coming. So I, I watched another film of yours. Okay. I have to finish it because I still don't understand it. But I, so oh. I think it's fun. It is. Under the Silver Lake. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in it, right? I'm in it. But one of the coolest things, so everyone watching, there's this film called Under the Silver Lake. And I could be wrong, but Mm -hmm. was it one of your first films that it was almost like a test run for Euphoria? Because I'm going to go to my examples again. Here we go. I got to see a little bit of your signature with some of your characters already on this.
1: Yeah. I actually have like a grid of nine makeups from that show that I really wanted to post on Instagram that I've yeah. been posting for some reason. I think I'm going to, you're inspiring me to do that now. But yeah, it, the makeup from Euphoria definitely was like percolating on Under the Silver Lake. It was such a fun, that was the first movie I ever did where I didn't have to do just really natural makeup all the time. And I got to really play and, and have fun. And I think the reason I got on to that yeah was there was a point in my early career early early career where um my portfolio was like all gore and blood and special me effects. too I'm I make- horror films totally and I was like okay I love this this is like what my training is in yeah. but I really want to like do some color stuff as well But no one was hiring me for that. No one was hiring me at all for like editorial or anything like that. Why would they? My portfolio is all. So
0: they put you guys in boxes too, just like they do to costume designers. They put us in the box. I could only do punk rock forever. That's all that I could ever do.
1: I mean, it's like I don't blame them because my portfolio did not reflect, (laughs) but I did. True. So what I did was I was like, well, I'm just going to do photo shoots. I'm going to make the work in my portfolio happen myself because no one is hiring me and I really want people to see that I can do other stuff too or that I I want to do other stuff as well. So I would put together photo shoots with uh, like on Craigslist. I'd find people and photographers and we'd just trade photos. I mean, it was all just for us to enhance our portfolios and stuff. So I really believe that was kind of crucial in like putting the energy out there to then get hired for a movie like Under the Silver Lake. And then, of course, Euphoria. I was hired to do Euphoria based solely on my work from Under the Silver Lake.
0: Okay, I knew it. Not that, like, I was groundbreaking that I discovered this. But
1: I was watching it. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't understand what the hell this
0: movie's about. But I do know that I saw her signature in it. Who knows? i got to watch the end of it, though. And you, you touched on something really special. And that was one of my questions. And don't worry, guys, we're going to get to your for you. But I really want to know Donnie a little bit better. So you talked about enhancing your portfolio, putting out the time, putting out the effort,
1: doing it yourself. If no one's hiring you for the kind of work you want to do, you have to show the world that you can do that work somehow. I that's uh, so many
0: people asked me, Mandy, how can I get into wardrobe? Oh, my God, we got to ask Donnie how I can get into makeup. Now everyone's journey is different. What did your entrance into this crazy world of filmmaking look like like what high school did you know like how did you know this even you want to do this
1: so i my background is more in visual art painting and drawing <laughs> photography uh-huh. studied photography at pratt institute in brooklyn new york um didn't I, I never grew up doing makeup on myself or other people really um And I really wasn't that girl who expressed herself through her makeup and hair and clothing. I just, I was more sort of like blending in and just doing my visual art.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, you know, it was really weird. Like on a whim, I decided to pivot my whole career. I was, I was my career as a That you had already back then. (laughs) New York City. And I was interning at um, like a a really prestigious gallery Mm. downtown art gallery, and uh, it just, I didn't feel like me. I, I felt something was missing. And a dear friend of mine, her mother, totally just said to me one day, you should do makeup for movies. And I just said, that sounds fun. OK, why mm-hmm. doing this? So I cold called this makeup artist, this awesome, badass makeup artist, Jane Galley, who's amazing. You just character. found her number on Instagram line or just agency something. or something? Yeah, my friend's mom, like, ended up, like, being able to be, like, I know one person in the industry, and that person. Like,
0: <laughs> she knows one. That's awesome. All
1: the person, not knowing anything about oh. this industry. Even though I grew up in L.A., I was not exposed to the film industry. I, like, I just, and I never thought I would be participating in it. I thought that was so, like, cheesy LA like oh I'm going to be in the film industry like no I'm a
0: producer I do this and you're like okay whatever when I started no one even knew I got called to dress this band Lincoln Park and I'm like ah. <laughs> I, and I remember saying nice name whatever Li- literally hanging up with my ex-boyfriend but wait even if you live in LA it's not necessarily in your face all the time
1: No, oh, it, it's it's not and um yeah I just I just didn't it, it wasn't like my goal I I thought I was going to be a photographer and like you know, be in a gallery or working. I don't even I don't know. Totally and th- it was like this point in my early career, which I really, I really miss this sort of like fearless way I had. Yeah, back then. I, I know. Like, yeah I'm gonna be a makeup artist. I, I don't know anything about this, but I up and I want to tell stories for film and TV and like, I just fearlessly went into it completely blind. I didn't go to a makeup school, so I didn't really have peers. So I had no idea how to, like, get on jobs. So I ended up, again, using Craigslist and responding to, um, like, student films. So there's a bunch of uh, schools in L.A., colleges, film schools and stuff. So I would do the makeup for people's student films. And I would just do everything by myself. I didn't even have one phone number to call for someone to help me. I did not know anybody. I only knew the woman I had cold called, Jane. <laughs> and couple of her friends who were makeup artists but yeah. they were like big union makeup artists so yeah. they you know they weren't gonna help me with with stuff or they weren't gonna come on set and work for me so I did everything by myself um and just started as like a one-woman factory and I think that really educated me and you know I got to make a lot of mistakes but
0: low but stakes. you but you learned so many different departments that it's not just you come in as head of a department like I remember back when I first started, I went to see one of my films, which by the way, I said, I told my mom, the lead guy is going to be like the next Sylvester Stallone cut to he's the trainer 24 hour fitness, but good for him. Um, (laughs) But you know, you said that raw, like love for what you're doing. And I was sitting next to my ex boyfriend and he went, those are all of my clothes. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." I I would take his clothes in the middle of the night to use on the film because I didn't have (laughs) anything else. (laughs) He was like, is that my jacket? But what she's saying for all the students, aspiring makeup artists, everyone has their own path. But if you're not aware and driven and looking to not have things just land in your lap
1: and come easy, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, no, t- totally. Um, I, think, I think my biggest advice to people who want to join this industry, and I mean, I'll just speak for my, the makeup of course. Part, Industry, is like the importance of treating every job with the same amount of of seriousness.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, my
1: my actual my very first job that wasn't um, just like headshots, or even before I think before I did student films, it was a vampire uh, web series.
0: Awesome. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, I just remember <sighs> most important. I was like, oh my god, I'm doing a fucking vampire web series. Right? And, I have to make it so good. These kids hired me. They're counting on me. And I was getting paid like nothing. I sleep in the hallway in a cabin in the woods with like 12 people who had bedrooms. And I just like slept in the hallway because I didn't have a bedroom. Like you're just like roughing it. But But you didn't even feel like complaining.
0: Like I wasn't jaded back then. Like I I don't. Yeah.
1: And I, yeah, no, I I think like it's not like, oh, it's 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 less about like gratitude for me it's more like this is an opportunity to to learn something and mm-hmm. if i do well i'm going to have great photos for my portfolio mm-hmm. the people are going to be happy with the work and maybe they'll like pass my name along to someone and that's that's how i got hired on stuff was like word of mouth you know and just taking every job seriously and knowing that like It's not about me and my ego at the end of the day. I'm of service. I'm performing a service. I'm trying to tell stories. So I think, you know, it's important to just keep yourself in check a little bit and keep a little bit of a humble nature to the whole thing.
0: And even though you're so young, um, we're the same age, Uh, oh, my (laughs) glitter got stuck in my fucking eye, Um, I, during this pandemic, it's been really interesting because I was doing High profile, high profile, high profile. But at the end of the day, it produced very similar material. And I'm like, I'm not stretching myself, you know, even though it's like hot and fun and getting paid. And just recently, I've been actually answering back emails for smaller projects. I'm like, give me the script. What is it about? Is it more yeah, diverse?
1: Yeah. Like, be really- the- like- as so many of these, these underfunded projects are, you know, they're so original and interesting and, and diverse. And I I spent an hour on the phone
0: talking to this kid. I'm like, what does your cast look like? Don't tell me they're all white. I've done 90210. I've already done that, you know? And he told me it was about his story. I can't say, but it was, it was what I was looking for because I knew 24 years later, my portfolios started to get, as hard as it was, it wasn't becoming juicy enough. You know, it wasn't out there. And I, so I, I hear you. Even twenty years later, I think it's still about, you know, broadening your resume and remembering it's not about you. Let me tell your story. How are we mm-hmm. going to tell your story?
1: Yeah, completely. That's how I approach everything.
0: Mm. Okay, everybody. We're getting into euphoria. Here we go. Before I went, you know, here we go. Um, okay, talked about kicks. You don't even know. I've got so many great ideas and great questions. Okay, talked about the lake. Okay, euphoria. So we've got. Uh, I said that earlier. You can't wash euphoria without thinking of the wardrobe and the hair and the makeup. It just came together. I mean, you've got Rue. Uh, she's in like Dickies, a crop top, and this this make- makeup and nothing nothing felt too much. So, which I also didn't know that Rue and Jules is Romeo and Juliet. I'm so (laughs) like, (laughs) I didn't know that was short for that. Um, so I, one of the things that, uh, I really wanted to ask was you have an actor like Zendaya that's on another level. You've yeah. got a creator that lets you be free. That doesn't mean that everything else is just going to fall in line, that they're going to do what you say. Can you take me back to, and people that n- may not know the film industry, is that wardrobe, hair, makeup, we have certain scenes and certain days. And please expand on this question if you, if you could. Okay. When you approached Zendaya's character, a couple things. things. Uh, did how much prep did you have with her in the beginning of talking this through and was that a conversation before and did you do enough camera tests ahead of time or did things happen on the spot
1: you know things happened really on the spot with you um and i think it was kind of like this beautiful chaos hurricane storm mm. <laughs> of, of decisions that um where many of them were spontaneously figured out and conceptualized like right on the spot. Um, and then some were, of course, more important scenes right. were planned a little bit more in advance. But like, you know, if the costume changed at the last minute, as it often would, I would run into a wardrobe trailer and be like, what color is Jules wearing today? Because mm. I thought it was, now it's not lavender. so. So just I need a I need to know like I need to know what like things to pull right now because Jules is coming in. Hunter will be in the trailer in like five minutes. And I don't know what shirt she's wearing. So I always start you know in like the costumes sort of like what's the vibe, um, and then I don't always. Match thank you the- by the way. Thank you for I appreciate that
0: for doing that. But oh. I've been on films where sometimes the shit changes and you're just like, wow! I just put stripes on her and what she's in. What she's in a nightgown, you know. So I know. Totally.
1: That she's in chaos. No, I I. I would never not look at at the costume first it, it also if especially if I like don't really know what I feel like doing that day yeah. like it'll totally inspire me and I'll all of a sudden like make a decision so um with regard to Rue Zendaya's mm-hmm. character no I didn't have a lot of time to chat with her I I met her and she was in the chair no way was, from the first day oh yeah that happens with makeup a lot you just don't get I've had conversations with Sam okay but no I'm movie star princess right right right. red carpet front row of every fashion show you can think of uh (laughs) nice to meet you i'm just gonna dive (laughs) in here yeah but how um, is
0: she with trusting you i mean that's a huge relationship it's really chill yeah yeah
1: i remember i was a bit nervous to do her makeup because she does her own I mean I get nervous to do everybody's makeup like Yay. let me just
0: oh
1: I really do um but she's really fucking good at doing incredible makeup artist and does her makeup a lot for events and press and stuff oh, she does. um as a wonderful makeup artist that she works with as well I, her I don't know her name yeah but um, I do know that Zendaya does her own makeup for a mm. lot of stuff really good job so I was like you know, and her look was like not, not a perfect makeup job. It was never supposed to be. Right. Um but yeah, for her for her looks where she wore glitter and stuff to parties, I, I really wanna credit Sam, the mm-hmm. creator of that, right, because I accidentally boxed her in at first and I was like, Well, she's a tomboy. I feel like she wouldn't really wear makeup to parties, right, Sam? And Sam was like, No, no. Don't let any of that stop you, and you don't have to explain anything
0: I'm so dumb, I got the chills because people watching this,
1: you don't realize
0: that doesn't happen on shows, like for someone to say "No, more,
1: more like well, well do you want like a diff- do you want like a fun, bright color eyeshadow?" and the director's like, "No." and I'm like,
0: <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go back to trailer yeah, exactly what, what I
1: noticed with ruse and
0: Tell me if I'm right, because I think I got this. So you've got, to me, the makeup on Rue was very non-conformist. It's almost like you took a palette, a bright, t- and burnt it. You've got like maroons and the mustards and the glitter. And I just like that her makeup was messy like her life. It wasn't yeah. perfect, right? Is that, is that kind of where you came from with yeah.
1: that? You nailed it with the mustard and maroon. Maroon especially, that's her Oof. power colour. Um, a lot of her costumes are maroon.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. She's got that jacket. She's got that satin maroon that's always playing.
1: And she wears the oversized
0: sweatshirt. Um, and then at the so- end, you don't realize where that sweatshirt comes from. And then you find out at the yeah. end, it was from her. Oh, my- I- I'm going to start to cry. Because I was like, I wonder where that hoodie came from. And I was like, oh, man, it was a dance. It was so good.
1: Allie slays <sighs> me. It just slows I cry every time. And we shot that scene on the very last day of <gasps> filming. But it never happens. We never. never, day. We never the first scene on the first day. Um, so that was really, every time the song came on, you know, like, <laughs> uh, like and it played, like, 57 times. That's, <laughs> like, we filmed it a million times. Of course. Every time the song came on, I was no, just, for- like, eyes welled up with tears. Well, because you're
0: also realizing this is the last episode. Who knows if we're going to be brought back. Like, there's a lot of emotion. Tired. Like, there's a also, lot of emotions.
1: And I, I mean, I sort of have an idea now. But like, I didn't know if, if Rue, like, did she OD? Like, was this oh, Rue's death? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> People <laughs> are so
0: excited for season two. Uh, Me just, too. Just to calm them down. You're not even done shooting it, though, right? I haven't started. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> do you watch um, Succession? Have you ever seen that show, Succession? No. Okay. I, I it's genius. I... It's genius. Up for Emmys, but they were talking on Entertainment Tonight the other night and they said, What are we going to do without more succession and more euphoria because you aren't able to shoot yet? But hey, the soonest guys out there don't worry. The soonest they can, they will. I mean, that's all you can do.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the meantime, I've been. Uh service um, some sort of like well actually so i make up on myself on my instagram page and the reason i started doing that is because i like i said i was supposed to start season two back in march Mm -hmm. and i was scrambling and like thinking of all these designs and then i learned oh we're not going to shoot for so many so i wanted to sort of like get all those ideas Mm -hmm. out there let me just like to gatekeep them and and save them for season two, right. and then I really no. I just I want to get them out there, and I think it will be fun for Euphoria makeup fans to see some more like content come out, even if it's just on. Baseball, no, they but- need
0: it. I need it, and I'm not of Gen-, Gen Z. I <laughs> need it. I started looking shit up. I did my
1: makeup I, today, <laughs> but I think I would Um. Yeah, I was ready to, like, get into that world. And then the it got canceled. And I was like, but, but, but. Uh, I, That's I an was, artist. You have I was, to. Sucks.
0: No, you have to get it out. Like, even when when Pretty Little Liars end, I think it took almost two years for me not to go, oh, that would be, oh, that would be, uh, I have to get that. I want to make that. And I was like, shit. So I had to find another way, you know, any any of my work after that that you watch, there's always like one Lucy Hale because I had to, I had to get out that character somehow. Right. Yeah. And speaking, yeah, speaking of those amazing iconic, everyone loves, I mean, obviously everyone's got a different favorite Hunter Schaefer who plays the character Jules, I called her, um, a makeup artist character is Like, like she's the crack when you read the script and you read her character, you're just like, like, hi, you're like, what
1: else can I do next? Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, yes. this is good.
0: Yeah, 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 this yeah. is good.
1: Her makeup for season two, I know it's going to be really different. Okay. Um, So I'm really excited to figure out what that's going to be because she is such a, she, her makeup so just reflects what she's going through. And she is she's gone, sort of, right? She went on the train. Was yeah, she, put, oh. you know. I think like there's so much room because her makeup can be anything, there's no limit. So, there's so started very kind of colorful and like cheeky and and um, like sort of free, and then we ended in the more dark place. And now, we're get really experimental and, and minimal for her. Um,
0: Interesting. And she, she's she's almost becoming when she uh, traveled to see her best friend and met that girl, she yeah. almost is finding more of herself in a way. Dark way,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, with episode seven and eight, she really is like in this high anxiety kind of kind of place, especially with like loose ends still there with Nate and not really knowing what's gonna happen there. Right. So, yeah, I think I think you know, for like it's not makeups like more colorful, more gems, like no, like it. It has to just sort of, like, shapeshift and, Sorry. and I don't know, I need to figure out how to keep the conversation going with the makeup, but not just try to outdo myself or, like, make it more, because more isn't necessarily going to be better. So I'm really excited about, like, a little bit of minimalism and, and not for every character, but just sort of, like, working that in in a bit. Well,
0: that was, that was one of my questions, because you've already got this character up here. It's not like you're gonna come back next. How big, you know? You can't. It's, it's that, and I can tell because you are experienced in. That's when you take the character out of who they are. It's just like you have to still roll with the story, and it's not just about putting more and more
1: and more on someone's face. And with, with me now, like with with what became of the Euphoria makeup, like I'm not gonna walk into season two being like, well, the show's clearly just about the makeup <laughs> now. <laughs> a VIP on set like no 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 like I need to be I really need to check myself and you know just stay stay connected to the story and stay humble and I I know I will because that's just who I am that's that's just you and I'm getting to know you
0: a little bit and I think that it's the word the words on the page are going to dictate your story and that's why we love what we do that's why it works OK, so I'm going to show a couple of looks. And then, oh god, this light's crazy. OK, um, okay. so uh, I was looking at um, Runway that has been inspired by you directly, directly by your work. And I know <laughs> that you were probably inspired from Runway in the Street. But at the same time, come on now. dude. OK,
1: full disclosure the people who designed this yeah. these looks um the the two first ones the cloud ones they said their inspiration was dr seuss okay well
0: uh we're going to talk about that oh. dr seuss my ass i'm sorry but <laughs> i am holding you responsible for pyre moss jason woo Cro- chromats dope too i've been lo- looking at their fashion shows for a while but i just pretty much made this little collage to say that you're awesome because this these <laughs> runway looks are coming from you and my look to this is my, my look today came from something in there right <laughs> oh, uh,
1: you're awesome okay um, no it, it it is similar to with with the whole runway thing yes of course like i i was inspired by i mean the whole point of the euphoria makeup is sort of like, let's bridge that gap between the fantasy of like a model walking down the runway wearing this fabulous look, and let's let's bridge that gap and put it on real people and at people, like kids in the cafeteria. Like let's let's normalize expressive makeup. That's what the euphoria makeup is all about. That and then is it. Seeing it back on faces on the runway. It's the same as when I see the looks back on like. Gen Z kids' faces. It's like, that's so wild how art and inspiration work. Like, it's just full circling constantly. It does. And I think if you talk to the biggest uh,
0: biggest runway fashion designers, they will tell you street. I am inspired by street, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's these, these young kids. I remember my friend, I think we were in Hollywood about a week ago, and I was looking at these these kids they don't got anything they're they're teens they're living in on the on labray and sunset but i swear to god the little that they had to give and the little that they had to care about themselves it was dope they had like I mean, i was like and their style because that's where they can express themselves for free you know with whatever they got
1: yeah so i that's inspiring and like those are the kids who are who are doing those are like the brave souls in our society who are being expressing themselves, like through their makeup and, and everything. But they're on the the outskirts of the mainstream, or they're on like the perimeter of the mainstream. Right, right. Like it's not it's not like normalized necessarily. So Euphoria was this like opportunity to really normalize and push forward the idea of self expression to inspire kids to just do it. Well, and that's have no- what you have here. Everyone is saying, now I feel I have more confidence
0: in wearing my makeup. Thank you so much. Thank you for normalizing self-expression. I mean, that someone said, crap, I have to go back to class. Um, <laughs> so I think you really, if we can do anything in this friggin' lifetime, if you can get that kid out the door without fear. Totally. I think
1: about myself as a kid, you know, like a middle schooler and high schooler. And like, I had so no courage to 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 the kind of looks i really wanted to do and i i just had so much anxiety about like getting in and what would people say mm-hmm, and like i mm-hmm. i wish i had the courage when i was a kid that i think you know some kids are getting from oh i think so from, like so weird cuz i was not that kid so i'm like how did i become the person it was in I, you it was in uh, you somewhere it just had to come but- out but I had to get paid to do it as a job. And then I finally did it. <laughs> and then it, then it
0: comes out. When I was yeah. young, I was cheerleader, like popular girl. And then I developed a disorder where I don't have eyelashes and I don't have hair. Um, I have very, it's very sparse. And I hated this my entire life. It, 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 I thought it was the biggest curse. But when you look back at me in high school, I made my hats. I wore wigs. I did things to hide it. I had my self-expression. And people say, what made you get into wardrobe? And I said, the ailment that I had became the biggest gift in expressing myself. So my makeup, my hair, and all this. And people just thought, oh, you're cool. I'm like, no. Inside, I hated myself. But then it turned and it flipped going, wow, this is a tool that I get to use the rest of my life. So you never know where that self-expression comes from.
1: Or along the way, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, we've only got friggin' 12 minutes left. I'm going to I know. It's going to suck. I have, okay. a pers- I have a personal question, which you can probably find this answer online. The foil and the stickers and shit. OK, wait, I'm going to go to this damn photo because I'm obsessed with it. Did you design them, or did they friggin' exist?
1: They existed. So this is Facelace. Facelace is um, a company. They're out of London, and they make these gorgeous that uh, stick on. Yeah, those are you know, and um, am really excited to keep working next season. We're going to have some really fun collaborations. I was going to um, say
0: they you should do a collaboration with them and come up in your own because
1: I guarantee the way you put them on is your
0: design. They exist, but you are, yeah. you know, behind it.
1: Totally. Yeah, they're fantastic and, and th- that was like just what I was looking for for season one. I'm like, I just want like other than gems, other than glitter, like some other thing I can glue on or stick on. that can just add like a sculptural quality, like a three, three dimensional piece. I love different. it. You're like, I-, I need something to add. Let me find
0: some foil and stick it on their face. But it was fucking, it was uh, awesome.
1: It really, you know, I really found was. that company. I was like, Oh hell yes. And they're fantastic. And I think like you can get sort of imitation stuff out there on Amazon, but it's,
0: it's not. it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't stay like that. It, the,
1: the stuff on my eyes is lemon something. What is it? Um, oh, lemon
0: head. Lemon Lemonhead. And my neighbor, who's a makeup artist, she came over this morning and was like, try all these. And I was like, oh my god, I'm not going to put so much shit on today. But this is, you know, I, I got to work with these amazing products. OK. Um, I have to say, which is probably surprisingly do you know who my favorite character was your makeup? What your favorite character? I loved Maddie. Because Maddie, she had to have the right clothes, and the right this, and the right this. And she was impressing. And it was like her armor. And she, what I love that you did, we saw her young, growing up. And she was doing it when she was young. And I love that that story of her having to put on this mask and this armor you started when she was young. And I, I love that that story was told consistently.
1: Yeah, totally. She's a pageant girl when she's young. And you just realize, like, oh, this kind of thing was, like, ingrained in mm-hmm. her, her whole And, you know, I think what's, what's so cool when she becomes uh, regular age, teenage Maddie, um, is that, like, the fierceness with which she applies her makeup. Like, you can just tell. And thanks to Kirsten Coleman and my assistant department head for her wonderful application. Mm. Like you can tell, how just like precise and fierce, Maddie. That, must have the orange that. with the purple. Oh, oh yeah, that was that was a one that was just like designed on the spot. Like it was like, ah, what are we gonna do? Okay, she's wearing lavender. I put lavender on her eyes. And I'm like, oh, okay, but we have to do something else to make it really pop, and then. It was, like, okay, orange looks great with lavender. Paint mm. her nails orange. put the orange eyeliner on, and it was, like, one of my favorite looks on her. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, obviously, like you said, her makeup is her armor. Right. It's it's what she needs to face the day every day, and it empowers her. And it doesn't feel, like, glitzy or ditzy to me uh-uh. ever. Like, it, it just feels serious. It, it, and it's,
0: that's it, – it's very – even – even her bad, um, her horrible glittered open um, uh, panels that she wears to the carnival. Oh, on some yeah. people, you would think, oh, that's hoary and cheap, but she freaking rocks it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the uh, all together. She will rock whatever she is putting. That, oh. that body, the canvases that you've had on that show. We only yeah. have five minutes left. Okay, okay. I love Maddie. Uh, let's see. The cheerleaders. Um, Oh, I have a question. When Sam Levinson or whoever it was that came up with the Halloween costumes, which I can get into. And anyone who is watching, I'm going to have another guest coming up in about five days. that we're going to dive into the Halloween costumes on Euphoria. Did you know, and be honest with me, had you ever seen Taxi Driver? Yes. Okay. good, good. Had you ever seen True Romance? Yes. Oh, see? You are that cool. OK.
1: hadn't seen uh, Miss 45.
0: I hadn't seen it either. And then I did the research. And it was like, women, get get, And then you have all these guys like cat calling them all, what is this film? So I hadn't heard of that either. So that's OK. Um, oh, here's a question. Um, for the character that Kat, um, the Miss 45 with the dope crosses. Cat. My favorite look in the whole show. Okay, I think I saw a foreshadowing of that, though, in friggin' Under the Silver Lake with the goth Jesus brides. I think, like, they reminded me, like, they would hang out.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right? Right? And Jesus? Those goth Jesus brides, incredible makeups on on Under the Silver Lake. I zoomed
0: in. I literally zoomed in to be like, they go with the veil and the gold. And you, I I saw your talent. Back then, even though I didn't
1: understand what I was watching, but I saw your tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And my department head on that was Angie Johnson. And she she had a lot to do with those uh,
0: makeups Angie, on the Angie, good job. You killed it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get everyone
0: that came. You guys are so awesome. We're going to do a really quick thing called Mandy's Minutes just because it's kind of fun. Um, yeah. If you had the opportunity to be a fly on the wall, you know, a, a voyeur on a... TV show or a film to watch the makeup and how it was done. What, what show would you want to make that or have that be?
1: So I think it's not even that these films or their shows are incredibly makeup oriented. But what always comes to mind is Twin Peaks. Because whenever oh. I, watch Twin Peaks, I'm just like, God, it must have been fascinating to like be on this set. Also <laughs> just the director Lynch, like he's just, his mind I like really would love to be a plus but all the like weird scenes where like they're not speaking they're like speaking <laughs> goblin gargoyle <Weird. laughs> no um, that would be a good
0: experience because you're like like do you uh, realize how trippy it is or is it come after the fact right that would be that's a good answer.
1: Totally. And then my other answer for that is Velvet Goldmine my favorite
0: Stop and- it. Stop it. That's uh, Jonathan Reese Myers, I think Men, women, dogs, everyone fell in love with him. I don't care
1: how straight, <laughs> how gay. So, and, like, uh. Yeah, I, I really fell in love with his face. Like, for real, fell fucking in love with his face. And just like, I've always wanted to do makeup on like, androgynous faces right. like right. that. Boys with facial hair and makeup or like, Stunning. I just, Stunning. I've been connected to that for a long time. OK, that is a great move, you guys. Velvet
0: Goldmine. Really funny story. I was doing this commercial and the director had said, Oh, we're gonna make it like Velvet Underground. He said Velvet Underground, but I heard Velvet Goldmine. So when I went in for the presentation, I'm not shitting you, I had all these boards done and I slowly <laughs> turned it over because you know, Velvet Underground era and Velvet Gold Mine like is different, different vibe. I yeah. was like, Okay, we're not going for that. Got the wrong answer, but I think I was so obsessed with Velvet <laughs> Goldmine, I'm like, Maybe we can do this. Come on. Um, if you had a dream next project, era, genre, what would you what would you love to do next besides Euphoria?
1: Yeah, I mean, I am really loving the like being able to do modern stuff. Uh, because you can't do anything, um, but I think something in the '80s would be really fun.
0: You'd be great at that. you'd be so good. By the way, people are asking us, and I think we would actually be a really great duo. To give people list of movies because I am so drawn to film to be inspired. So you know, people who are asking, I will DM you. My I have the top fifteen that if you want to date me, you actually have to n- watch those or know those. <laughs> Shit, yeah. we have a, one minute and thirty seconds. Okay, um, let's see what. Uh, oh, celebrity wise, whose face yeah. are you dying to do? Uh, Lupita. Lup- <sighs> That's, yeah. wow, that is actually, she just, that,
1: that canvas. That face. Right. And also, I, I, um, I know she's like close to Jared Leto, because I saw something on the internet about that. It'd be really cool to do both of them. I know Jared. I dressed him,
0: I dressed Jared in 30 Seconds to Mars forever. We'll talk uh, later. We'll talk uh, later.
1: We've uh, <laughs> got the beard and the long hair, so I would love to do like, you know, Euphoria-esque makeup on, Because boys with beards and makeup is just top priority for me.
0: (laughs) I know. I love that. And he would be, he would love that. Because as long as you make him feel beautiful, that's all he really wants. Um, I am so grateful that we had this time with you. Of course, it was too short. Everyone that tuned in, I am so grateful. I wish you the most relaxing time before you go back to work. And thank you for taking this time out of your beautiful little hippie life up there. It meant so much to everyone watching.
1: Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you for joining us.